The following is a Just Green production brought to you by the Might Be News Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Might Be Brews, episode 44, the podcast where we explore the people, places, and brews of the craft beer world. My name is John. With me, as always, Mr. Steve. How you doing, sir? What's going on, everybody? I'm thirsty. Thirsty Thursday. The man behind the board, my brother Taylor. How you doing, sir? What's up, everybody? How you guys doing? Happy Thursday slash Friday. What's going on? Happy Thursday and Friday if you're listening on the podcast. But listen, guys, make sure you check out the brand new MBNnetwork.com. It's never been easier to find your new favorite podcast. Also, help us make the show bigger and better by becoming a patron on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash Network. $5 a month helps us get better equipment and exclusive network content for you. And also, shout out to our sponsors, Unomia CBD. Go to unomiacbd.com, use promo code MBN for 20% off and free stuff. That's E-U-N-O-M-I-A-C-B-D.com. Check it out today. We've got a very special guest with us today, Mr. John Harahan, um, formerly of Victory, formerly of Surly, currently with Port City Brewing. John, thank you for joining us. How you doing tonight? Hey, happy to be here, man. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. You sound fantastic right now. Oh, great. Glad to hear that. That sounds good. So, John, I want to start talking to you um, while we got you. Tell us what's new and exciting with Port City. Is anything um, cool going on? And and what are you guys doing in um, in the Virginia area, getting things going? Right, right. So, um, you know, obviously, you know, COVID put a big damper on everything. Um, but we started doing, uh, you know, some outdoor seating. We bought uh, space heaters like months ago just getting ready for the winter so we got all new lighting a whole new outdoor space uh we never did outdoor seating before so got this whole nice setup with the these bright lights it makes it look like it's it's daylight (laughs) and um with regards to the beers um yeah we're dropping we just came out with the tamave pivo which i'm drinking now it's a dark czech lager yeah, it looks dark. Um, yeah, yeah, it's real smooth, um, really easy drinking, full of flavor, really, really nice beer. Um, and we're coming out with a uh, Black is Beautiful beer, which uh, I'm sure you guys have seen a lot of breweries have been coming out with that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, all the proceeds are going to charity. Um, and, you know, that's, that's a beer we're really proud of. Um we just dropped our Colossal Nine, which is a uh, Weizenbach. For uh, for those of you guys who've been around Victory for a while, uh, it's like their old Moonglow. I don't know if they even make Moonglow anymore, but uh, no, no, and, yeah. and the people are quite angry about it. <laughs> and every time sense. they announce a beer, there's like, "Where's Moonglow? We want Moonglow." If you can't find Moonglow, come down to Port City. We got Colossal Nine. It's just as good, if not better, than Moonglow. I put up against Moonglow any day. Uh, nice. Yeah, it's awesome. What does this mean? Anybody have any idea, John? I feel like that might be. Oh, oh so that, that's Tamave. Yeah. So that's how you pronounce Tamave Pivo. That's how you spell Tamave Pivo. So okay. that word that word right there is, uh, there's supposed to be a little accent on it. The, the first time I ever ordered a Tamave, I was living in Minnesota, and I was like, hey, can I get the uh, T-Mave? And the guy's like, you mean Tamave? And I was like, sure, yeah, Tamave, yeah. Um, which Same is thing. just, I think it's the Czech word, Pivo's the word for beer, and it's just dark beer, so. All right, so I have a question right off the bat. You talking about Czech lagers, um, I seem to like those a little bit better in general, I feel like, you know, there's, a, or is, is it a Czech Pilsner? You know, there's sure. I don't know if there's a difference, but I mean, I know like the one that Victory has, I seem to like a lot. Um, what's the difference and and what makes it a check and why would you think that I might like it more than like a traditional Pilsner or lager? So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, big picture, you know, 
lager is just a category of beer. You know, you got ales and lagers, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a million different types of styles of lager, um, just like there's a zillion different types of styles of ale. Um, so with the Czech Pilsner, it's almost identical to a German Pilsner. The only difference is they use Czech hops instead of German hops. Okay. Um, like, uh, I think Prima Pils is a German Pilsner. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, they're pretty, pretty close in style. Um, the Pilsner that we pour year round is, um, downright Pilsner. It's a Czech style Pilsner. So it uses Czech hops, but once a year we make a German style Pilsner. Uh, last year it won a gold medal at GABF. So that was cool. Yep. And, um, uh, yeah, we just had GABF what, a month or so ago. And, yeah. uh, yeah, we won, uh, what's that? How did you guys do? Did you guys yeah, we, we, yeah, we got a bronze medal for our Oktoberfest. Oh. Um, yeah. So, you, you have a, yeah, you have about a 3% chance of meddling in any category. Um, so, to win even a single medal is awesome. So, got that Oktoberfest bronze. So yeah. That's interesting statistics. I always wonder, you know, there's got to be a ton of breweries that submit yeah. Uh, to G- GABF and um, you know everybody that watches the show probably knows that like I've I feel like it's a recent discovery like I, I really didn't know much about Marzins and Oktoberfest beers and it just became something that's like really on my radar this season right. where I was like alright tell me about them teach me about them right. and, uh, and they've been fantastic and I've been trying them like crazy and yeah. drinking them and they've become like a new favorite style of mine um, so that's that's super exciting to me personally right, and, right. Um, you guys meddled on that I, I, I can't I got to try that yeah it's uh, I mean it's you know true to style <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. that's why we want that medal that, uh, yeah that's how you win right 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 Tell me about the Black is Beautiful, because I know there's a base beer, and um, we actually were lucky enough to have Marcus from Weathered Souls on the show when he nice. was pushing that that campaign out. Yeah. And um, it was really cool to, to learn about. And, and I know that there was a base recipe put out, but they were, you know, people were putting different spins on it. Um, what do you think you guys might have done differently compared to the base beer uh, that, that you guys, you know, put your own spin on? Right. So, um one of our favorite beers to make is a uh, like a Russian Imperial Stout. So we kind of took that idea of like you know a big bold black beer, and we wanted to kind of reflect um, just that style of beer. Just really, you know, goes well with uh, with the recipe that they put out. So we're kind of that, that's kind of our own little spin on it. I've seen ABVs all over the place. So I'm excited to see one that's like a heavier ABV. Yeah, ours is going to come in at about 11%. Nice. So, that's yeah. my kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. We should do the job. <laughs> when when are you guys uh, releasing? That's a great question. Thank you for asking it. <laughs> uh, we are packaging it um, next week. The actual release date, I'm not sure on, but it should be soon. It's definitely stout time. All the stouts are definitely starting to come out. I think yeah. Taylor cracked Taylor cracked open a stout. What uh, stout did you go with there, Taylor? I am uh, drinking the Lancaster Brewing Company milk stout, and it's not terrible. Nice. Yeah, it's not terrible. It, it's an OG man. Um, uh, we were saying before the show that I, I used to take seventy six out toward Lancaster all the time for work, and you would see the Lancaster milk stout. Um. They have billboards, man, when you're getting out there toward Amish country, man. It's uh, 5% alcohol by volume. Uh, it's good. Like, I, I don't mean it's not terrible. I, it, it isn't terrible, but um, I, I'm new to the stout game. Like, I've had some. I don't understand. Like, some of the, the ones that people say are super chocolatey, uh, it blows my mind because I don't understand that it doesn't hit my palate that way at all. Uh, it just like totally misses me as far as like, uh, you know, some of the flavors I feel like some people get out of stouts. Yeah. Like that one right there, I think is, did I try that? We might get into that. Yeah. This is the one that you had at my house and I'm like, this thing tastes like pure fudge. 
and it just didn't hit you that way. I was like, that's impossible to me that you can, <laughs> that you can take that away from like drinking that. It just doesn't add up to me, but it's okay. I, this is a good beer. I would drink it again. I got like a mixed six pack tonight. You guys would have been proud of me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was in there. Young that's had awesome. one. I like, I, right? I, I, I stood, I, I was up there at the, uh, at the wall and I was just like, Woo! I was like Wegmans though, I they think, make it easy. Uh, yeah. shout out to Wegmans. Uh, we talked a couple episodes Down ago. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, I said, Dre. I said, yeah, shout out to Dre. I said that, uh, beer distributors should make it a little easier as far as like separating the, the styles of beer and Wegmans, the, uh, create your own six pack does that perfectly. It says right on the shelf. Uh, what, you know, here's Pilsners, here's IPAs, here's, you know, sours, here's seasonal or whatever spiced, I think was one. And, uh, you know, and then obviously towards the bottom, there's the stout. So it was like, I was in and out. I, I knew what I was looking for. I got two different stouts and four different sours and, um, it was awesome. <laughs> I hadn't been in there in a while, so I'm living a little closer to it now, I guess. And, um, I don't know. We we're just in there and it. That's worked awesome. out perfect yeah it was great yeah i i don't know they do a fantastic job that's such a good place because not only do they keep a great selection and they do a good job buying beer they also have great prices it changes a lot we all know some of those places around us that can get a little pricey and and some of the stuff you know these four packs and um bottles or whatever get a little bit pricey but they always keep it you know right in line where it should be it was like 11 bucks 11 bucks and some change for this six pack and that's great um that's awesome yeah it was great but it, it did change a lot and i don't know uh the place where they had the beer before looked like a bunch of lockers or something now for like beer pickup or something i don't know i i felt like it was different big time from and i haven't been in there and i'm talking like at least a year maybe two so like chances are it has changed substantially but i don't know i i felt like um i didn't see a lot of stuff like six you know six packs four packs whatever whatever i didn't see what i was you know kind of thought that i was going to see there and maybe i just walked right past it i don't know but the creative six pack wall was fantastic so that's, <laughs> that's awesome that's all i can say yeah. i think devin might have gotten in my head a little bit but like i remember um I got a bunch of stouts from Treehouse, and I was like, man, this one's not great. It's okay. I get some of these flavors that they're talking about. It's not great. It's not great. And then I realized they were all milk stouts. And I said something about it, and, and Devin was like, yo, I fucking hate milk stouts. And I'm like, man, I think I might too. <laughs> you know, I, I just... But you, everybody knows, we, we've said it a hundred times on the show, that like I like motor oil. Like when I'm drinking a stout, I want it to be thick. I want lots of mouthfeel. I want bold flavors, balanced, all that stuff. And, um, you know, it just milk stouts for some reason, for the most part, don't seem to do it for me. I need Imperial. Like we talked about the other day, the, uh, the Underground Mountain, uh, Sumatra Mountain. That one's a brown ale, but it's an Imperial brown ale. It's very bold um very you know heavy mouthfeel to me and um i like that a lot so that's more my style i guess i'm not a milk stout guy i'm glad you're enjoying it i think it's my first one i don't know if i've ever had a milk stout before mm, maybe I'd be surprised man i mean we've, we've had a lot of stuff on this episodes, beer. Bro. yeah yeah thank you for counting that by the way <laughs> I spent I I like I recounted three times because <laughs> I counted all the episodes that we did, but we were all we we were, you know, under lockdown and quarantine stuff. So I counted the live streams too. Oh. But then I had to be careful that like I didn't do the the short ten minute John. So like I had to subtract some, and then I went back and recounted, and I was like, all right, I think we've done forty. This is our forty fourth individual hour or longer session well i just wrote it down and that's officially the title of this episode so i hope you're right i tried i tried looking at your playlist and i think it was like off by one and i have to find it it might be 28 there was 20 28 on the on the okay uh on the playlist but then i went back and counted some of the others but look we got a uh we got another guest here that's going to hop on um let me bring him into the chat here to the live stream ryan from fueled by hops ryan how you doing buddy i'm good how you guys doing thanks for having me good what's up man absolutely 
Ryan, I know you have limited time, um, but I wanted to get you on and talk to you because um, I saw that you are doing a online beer festival. Yes, out, sir. You know, I guess online can be anywhere, but it's got a little bit of a Pittsburgh theme with uh, Cheers, Yins, yeah. uh, Beer Fest. Um, so if you got a minute, why don't you tell us about it and uh, and and how you're doing it and what's the what, what's the whole deal behind it? Yeah. It, so first of all, it just doesn't sound right when you say cheers, Yins. It just doesn't no, come I out. I can't right, say no. it right. Those Ryan, words it's a Pittsburgh what? thing, boy. I hear it wrong, but I don't. I can't tell them why it's wrong. Yeah. The funny thing about it is like most people in Pittsburgh actually say Yuns, but for whatever reason, anytime we like spell it out, we yuns, and like very few people say Yuns. It's more Yuns, but you know, that's being um, no, first of all, I got I got to start off by announcing what I'm drinking because that's you know that's how we do it on our podcast. So I got to do it here, um, drinking the uh, Balmer Peak, the Equilibrium uh, Trillium collab. It's a mm. triple. And today is tip of Thursday, and fueled by hops. I only drink triples on Thursdays. So <laughs> nice. um, catch me. I'm already halfway down. By the time I get to the end of this, I'll probably be slurring a little bit. So I'll get all the uh, all the details out. No, so, um, you know, we, we've had a few beer festivals lined up, and uh, the first one we were going to do was March 14th of this year, and as you know, COVID roared its, like, ugly head up March 12th, and we had to cancel that festival, unfortunately. We had to postpone it until November 21st, um, which is two days from now. Well, back in, like, August, we were like, okay, there's no way we're going to be able to do a beer festival in person on November 21st, so we pushed it back again until uh july 17th of next year so hopefully we can do it then um you know fingers crossed that that all works out but you know we started talking and i was hanging out with a lot of brewers and every one of them told me the same thing they're like you know we're super worried about how the winter is going to impact their brewery you know um and everybody was surviving through covid because they had outdoor seating but mm -hmm. once the cold weather comes here in pittsburgh that outdoor seating goes away suddenly now you have limited capacity in your tap room. You can't have as many people in there. So everybody was like super worried about how they were going to gonna get through the winter and the cold months. So I said, you know what? Let's just do a beer festival since we're not meant obviously to make money in beer festivals. Let's do a beer festival to help raise money for these breweries that have been impacted. And um, that's where the idea for the Cheers Yins Fest came from. It was, you know, let's let's put on a beer festival, let's raise a bunch of money, and let's give it all back to these breweries, help them out at this point in time, help them get through the winter, get, put a couple of bucks in their pocket, you know, do whatever we can to, to tell people to go out there and support their local craft breweries. So that was the birth of the Cheers Yins Fest. So that's going to be coming up this Saturday from 2 to 6 p.m. We're putting that one on. So how do people, I mean, first off, that's awesome because I don't know if enough was done to, you know, help support mm -hmm. uh, local beers, lo local craft breweries. So that's really cool that you were able to put together an initiative like that to help support the ones that don't have the right model or can't really, um, you know, get the product to consumers the way that I'm sure they would like. Yep. But uh, how can people participate? And once they get into it, I mean, what can they expect as far as content and um and involvement. Yeah. So what we did was we, we wanted to make this kind of a, uh, a festival with a conference vibe, so to speak. So how we work this is we um, got a series of keynote speakers right now. We have uh, three keynote speakers. The first of which is um, Julia hers. She was formerly with the brewers association. She actually got laid off from the brewers association because of COVID. Um, she's been touted as like the king of the, the, the face of craft beer. I didn't say King. Sorry, Julia. Okay. <laughs> uh, she's been touted as the face of craft beer and literally the been touted as the reason why craft beer has exploded so much over the last 10 years because of the work that she was doing at the, um, uh, the Brewers Association. So she's like super wow. like on the up and up in the industry. So we're going to bring her out. She's going to talk a little bit about the current state of the industry, which I think is going to be really good. Um, we also, yeah, yeah. And she fits like the mold of like the whole festival vibe, like, she was actually impacted by COVID-19. So, you know, it like kind of fits in there perfectly. But um, Barb Baker, she is uh, the siren of stout is what she refers to herself as. She's the VP of Fermenta. And Barb is uh, doing a lot of work right now to help women, help kind of like bring women into craft beer, which I think is really, really cool. 
So she's going to go on after Julia and then following her is going to be a diversity and inclusion council from our local Pittsburgh brewery diversity council, which I actually just got off a meeting with just a few minutes ago. Uh, We're going to have these like kind of keynote speakers and then we're going to break into a series of breakout sessions and we have a track of sessions for industry people. So we got, you know, a hop farm in there. We have a malt uh, guy in there. We have, um, uh, an attorney who's going to talk about like legal issues that breweries face. So we're going to have a bunch of programming for brewery people. And then we're also going to have a, a track of programming for craft beer people. So we're going to have these 30 minute sessions that go on for about two hours. And we're going to, you know, have a, a art show collective arts as a street artist coming from Philadelphia. And they're going to, um, you know, she's going to talk about doing some street art. We're going to have a food and beer pairing and like all these different rooms that people can go into. There'll be some cool sessions that everybody can check out um, for those two hours. Then we're going to wrap things up with a musical performance. Um, the band was supposed to be a, a band called Bucky and Dinosaurs from Pittsburgh, but uh, Pittsburgh has a stay-at-home order right now. Like just went into effect mm-hmm. today, or goes into effect tomorrow, I should say. They announced it yesterday, so the band can't leave their house <laughs> to sure. get together and all play the show. So. We now have a, a gentleman from Minnesota who's going to come in and do like a one-man band deal. But it's going to be four hours of craft beer programming. While all these sessions are going on, we have 25 breweries that are going to be in what we call our expo center. And you're going to be able to go in there and meet and greet these breweries. So they're going to be in four different uh, time slots. We have like seven or eight breweries per time slot. But we have big breweries, small breweries. Um, you know, we have a vitamin C is one of the breweries that's going to be in attendance. So you're going to be able to actually go in there, talk to Dino vitamin C, like, you know, ask him questions. Um, collective arts is going to be there. Tattered flag is going to be there. Um, locally in Pittsburgh, we have hitchhiker, we have Intergroove, all kinds of great breweries from this area, but you'll be able to go in there, interact with them, um, talk to them. And, and we're really trying to bring that, like, kind of that festival vibe, you know, where you can like walk up to the booth and, and, and talk yeah. to somebody trying to do that same deal, but kind of in a virtual setting. So you'll actually be able to go in there, talk to the brewers and, and, and hang out with them and, and chit chat with them and then break out of it and go and, you know, hang out with some sessions or watch some music. And um, we're also going to have a hip hop show, like a hip hop room. Uh, my, my buddy nice. uh, Lennox from Atlanta is going to basically just sit in this room all day and like play music and hang out, but he's going to do it live from the um, uh, nappy roots brewery in atlanta so yeah that's gonna be really really a cool dynamic so we just got a lot of stuff going on it's gonna be a great day tickets start at 10 bucks you can't really beat it um for 25 bucks we'll give you a festival glass and then if you want to be extra generous uh pay 50 bucks for your ticket we'll give you a glass we'll throw an extra 25 bucks towards the breweries but i mean the most important thing about this festival is all the money that we raise through tickets and all the money that we raise through sponsorships we're giving that all back to the breweries. Like we're just taking it and dividing it amongst the breweries that participate. Um, a lot of the breweries are refusing the money right now. So like uh, the, the bigger breweries, we won't name them, but the bigger breweries are obviously in a better financial space. They said, Hey, you know, we don't want the money, give it to the smaller guys who need it more than us. So it's creating this cool dynamic where we're going to make sure that the money makes its way to the breweries that need it the most. And that's at the end of the day, that's the most important piece of this whole thing. So Four hours of great programming for as little as 10 bucks. Can't beat the deal. And what else are you going to do, right? You know, yeah, it's right. Saturday. What else are you going to do? <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, I would encourage anybody that's listening or watching, um, go on Facebook, look up Fueled by Hops. It's a fantastic community yep. of, uh, of beer people. Um, you know, you, you can obviously that's where this, this whole project was born. Uh, but it's a, it's a great group of people that uh, you should definitely check out and be a part of because you guys have all kinds of exciting things. Um, what do you call it? Fueled Fit? Yeah, we got Fueled by Fitness. So if you're yep. in the, uh, if you want to get in the shape, which I'm certainly not, but um, we do a 90 day fitness challenge called Fueled by Fitness. And if you finish the 90 days of exercise, we'll send you a glass, which is, um, we actually just sent out the first ones today. So they just started landing there. Um, but we have a cool glass that you'll get. Just for finishing the challenge, we have that. We have the podcast. We have the blog. Uh, 
we got all kinds of irons in the fire, man. We're all over the board. So it's, it's great, fun. great content. You guys do fantastic. And I yeah, um, appreciate that. Uh, that's awesome. I, I really encourage anybody to check them out too. make sure you guys follow them and, and join the group. Yep. Yep. But cheers, yinsfest.com. So cheers, yinsfest.com. If you want to see everything that's happening that day, all the speakers, all the breweries that are going to be there, all that good stuff. And you can grab your tickets right there at that website. That's awesome. I'll make sure we share all the and, uh, throw it on the uh, social media too. Yeah, absolutely, man. I appreciate you, that. You better you better spell it again for the southeastern <laughs> PAers. Yeah, yeah. So cheers, y i n z fest dot com. So yeah, yeah, it's a Pittsburgh. You know what's kind of funny about the whole story is um, when I first started fueled by hops, when I would like address the the group, I would say like cheers, guys. And this girl who was in a group, she was like, hey, you probably shouldn't say cheers, guys, because it could be like offensive to women. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I need like a unisex term that I can I can use. So I just started saying cheers, yins, because I was just like, you know, yins is like, you know, it can go either direction, you know. So I started saying cheers, yins, and it just caught on. And everybody, you know, you get fueled by hops, people post beers and they're like, hey, I'm drinking this beer. What's everybody up to tonight? Cheers, yins, you know. And it's just become a thing in the group, and we just ran with it. And now we have merch and everything shirts else. Shirts and glasses. And yeah, I've shirts seen it. I've seen the posts. Absolutely. Yeah, so now we have a whole festival about it. So it's just become like our our thing, which is awesome. That's, that's awesome, man. Because, like, you know, I love what I hope – as much fun as this podcast is, what I hope it really does is um, – I like to learn things because I just love craft beer and everybody that I've met that's involved has been amazing. And I love learning things and, and, and finding new experiences involved in beer. But I hope that in turn we can educate people and help promote the industry and get more people interested in craft beer. That's kind yep. of like our goal in the background. Right. But one step further, I feel like, you know, you've already accomplished being able to turn this like, this little thing that we do where we're just like, we're not in brewing, but we're part of the industry kind of mm -hmm. where um, we're trying to help promote. We're trying to get, you know, people's names out there and, and, and be involved. You guys took it one step further and helped take this thing that we're doing and give back uh, to the brewers and, and to the industry that, that helps give us content that, mm -hmm. that, you know, does everything for us that we enjoy so much. So um, man, just, you know, hats off to you. You're doing Appreciate fantastic, that, and I think that's such a great thing to be doing. Yeah, we, we got to support the breweries because, like, what the hell else am I going to do on a Saturday? You know what I mean? If the breweries aren't there, like, exactly. I, don't, I don't remember what life looked like before craft breweries on on the weekends. Like, you know, it's kind of boring. We're going to do cut the grass? Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Good call. I'm going to go get drunk, man. That's what I do. It is crazy, man, to think about. Like, when, when we go out to dinner, you know, my wife and I, wherever we are, like, we – we just always tend to lean toward places that have a good craft beer selection, if not a brewery to begin with. So yeah. like, I don't know. It's hard to believe like, what did we do before? We used to be like, you know, red Robin or uh, Applebee's, you know, yep. <laughs> and now yeah, it's it like crazy. all of these fantastic uh, places that do, fan, you know, great food, but also beer. Um, yeah. I I because I, I, yeah, the, all the breweries in Pittsburgh open up at noon. So we go there at noon and then we drink till four and then I come home at five and I pass out. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, damn it. <laughs> but that's, that was my thing, man. I loved getting to breweries at lunchtime, like Thursdays and Fridays. If yeah. I could, I would try, even on weekends, I would try to get to a brewery early because like when it's really packed, it's usually too crazy for my style um, unless like we're planning on going out with buddies and having a drinking night. But mm -hmm. I don't know, man, I just always like getting to places early. It's a little bit slower. You get to chat with somebody, you know, a little bit more intimately. You talk to the people behind, um, you know, behind the bar that can tell you more about the beer or what's going on. Yep. Um, I don't know, man, that's my scene. Yeah. Yeah. I love, it. I love Friday afternoon, like leaving work early, grabbing a beer just just cooling out and into the weekend man it's the best absolutely yeah. best. I, I just love the industry man you know i met so many great people like i, I honestly i never would have met you john like if it wasn't for sure for this like it's just all my friends are craft beer people like they're all in this crazy world like it's just 
who I am now. This is my identity. And, and you know, this is a, it's a great industry. It's full of great people. And, um, you know, I, I just love being a part of it. So any chance we have to support it and give back to it, man, we're going to do it. That's the way to be, man. Your yep. people are the best people. That's what I always say. They are. They, they absolutely are, man. Well, some of them anyway. <laughs> Maybe not Mr. Steve. Most of them. A good majority. A good I've solid, got an article later. I've got an article later. 58%. <laughs> I've got a, a news article later about a brewer, a brewery owner that got arrested for some oh, crazy stuff. I saw that. Stuff. Yeah. So uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. Ryan, you, you got to run? Are you going to hang out for a minute? <laughs> I got to hang out for a minute, man. All right. I, we never got into it. I'd love to go around the room. Taylor said what he's drinking. Ryan, you said what you were drinking. But let's go around the room, and um, I will start with Mr. Steve. What do you got going on there? I got the uh, the Bitburger, the triple-hopped lager from uh, Sierra Nevada, which is um, – it's – one of the more complex lagers I've had in a while, like the hop notes, there's a really a lot to digest. Like you can taste it one time and, and feel lagery and crispness. And then another time you get a really nice hop wave to it. It's, it's really tasty and it's really, really good. Yeah. I, I've somebody brought that up. It might've been Seth. I feel like I, I thought it was Devin, but yeah, maybe Devin, somebody brought it up and, um, I've been excited to try it, but I, I don't know. Maybe I just haven't been looking right, but I haven't seen it. I got one for you if you ever come back to Pennsylvania. Yeah, we'll see. Huh. <laughs> I don't know if I can now. I was going to comment. Like, it looks like your equipment looks a lot different. Like, It looks like you upgraded since the last time we've uh, I was on the show here. Well, my brother Taylor made sure that everybody got some decent recording equipment so that uh, <laughs> we don't have to do the headphone thing. You know, with just a, a plugged in, we've all got some microphones. We're not got everybody some at home, bit, man, because like some remote mics. That w that's what we need in in 2020. Apparently, everybody's got to be. Uh, you know, we got to do got to do the best we can. It it sounds a lot better uh, this week uh, in the past couple of weeks than it did in the beginning of our season or whatever. Yeah, I was I gonna say this. It looks good. I, Sounds good. I think I still need like a little bit more of an upgrade because I'm a heavy breather and I can hear that shit when we uh, <laughs> when we do when we play the podcast back. So I need a noise gate or gotta something. Gotta get you a noise gate. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> gotta get so you one and co-host Kev because co-host Kev yeah. just grabs the mic and he's just like. Motherfucker! <sighs> <laughs> 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 like um, shout out Seth. Seth, thanks for um, letting us know. Extant Beverage has it. Um, so that's exciting. I'll have to make sure. Where did you get it, Mr. Steve, while you're in uh, mid-chug? When I went to uh, Total Wine. Okay, nice. How was that experience? I always hear great things about them. If you want a lot of average beer, they're the spot for you. <laughs> Everybody's got so, their niche. <laughs> I was niche. in niche. niche. <laughs> I, really, I really only went there for the wife because the wife needed some... Um, some of her uh, different liquors that she drinks, she gets these uh, like chocolate milkshake, Godiva, Kahlua and cream type drinks. That's her jam. So I had to go fill up on that. I got some wines for the holiday. I got like a case of wine. Um, nice. Good move. And then I grabbed all that beer there. I grabbed two of these. I grabbed a six pack of Celebration uh, from Sierra Nevada. And that was it. I hear you, man. So I, I was in Seattle um, a week or two ago. I, I had to go for work. I was super bugged about it. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about flying. You know, everything's real weird. But I was like, whatever. And I, I had to do it. So I went. Or I, I told my boss, I was like, I'll do it. It's, it's, you know, no big deal. I'm the young guy at the company. So um, I'm sure if anybody can risk it, it's me. But uh, But I did the same thing, man. There was a total wine over there. So I scooted in the total wine. I'm like, yo, this is going to be so dope. I'm on the West Coast. It's going to be incredible. And I walked in and it's just like every major beer that we're used to. There really wasn't much of anything that was there that we can't get in Philly, which is fantastic for us. Like we've got such a good beer market. But, you know, they had all the new founders, KBSs. They had, you know, all of the major brands that I, I would call like a major craft beer brand. They had a great selection of them. And then, of course, there were some local guys um, that, that were Seattle-based, that there was a handful of beers. And 
Um, but I walked through and I was like, nothing is really blowing my mind. And I grabbed one bottle of a stout that was like a barrel aged imperial, you know, 12% something that had a dope label. I was like, I don't know anything about this brewery. I don't even know if this beer is good, but, um, you know, I know it'll travel and age well, so I'll pick it up. And, and that's really all that I bought out of there. Um, I will say that I was way south of Seattle down near the airport. So the only brewery I really hit was um, Odin's Brewing, o- Odin Brewing Company, which I kind of liked because I'm a big fan of like Thor Ragnarok and uh, and the Thor movies. So like everything was Odin, Thor um, related, Asgard IPA, uh, Thor's this and Odin's that. So Loki uh, Sour. Yeah, the beers were good. Um, they, they were really good. Um, I, I had some good food there too. They had a brisket sandwich and stuff like that, but, uh, that was a cool place. And then, um, I think the other night I just ate it out back, but I had a beer and I wish I could remember what it was, but it was fantastic. Foster's. No, it wasn't a Foster's. It was like a local oh. IPA and, um, I wish I could think of it, but, um, yeah, I don't know. But, uh, John, why don't you tell me again what you're drinking? Cause, um, I know you went into it a little bit earlier, but I don't know if we did that on the on the recording or not. Uh, yeah, so I just I just finished my Tamave Pivo. Tamave, that's um, right. right. But next, I got lined up Port City Porter, and I will put this Porter up against Lancaster Milk Stout any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this this Porter is one of the best porters in the world uh won a silver medal at the world beer cup which is like you know if, if gabf is the super bowl world beer cups the olympics um they do world beer cup once every two years um it's the most well-balanced porter ever <laughs> uh 7.2 percent i love to brew it i love to I like drink that. it yeah um yeah, it's perfectly well balanced. It's not overly roasty. It's not um, too thin in the body. Um, it's just it's perfect. <laughs> it's my favorite beer. I brush my teeth with it every morning. <laughs> uh, yeah, love love me some Port City Porter. I gotta get down there and get a hold of some of those beers. Yeah, man, come on down. Um, I gotta do it. I just now that the country a- shut down. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just recently installed a kegerator in my house. So nice. Constant draft beer now, two taps. Um, got it like a month before COVID hit. So glad I did. <laughs> good yeah. move. Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to get mine running again. I, I jacked up my regulator because I had the line switched the wrong way. Right. And I was trying to release uh, pressure and beer came out. Right, right. <laughs> I got like the, my regulator completely full of beer and uh, right. it does not work now. Yeah. So um, I got to replace that, but uh, I've been dying to get that thing back up and running. Ho- hopefully, I don't know, maybe I'll do it sooner than later. I wanted to get it done for spring and summer, but um, we will see about that. There's also these little so, check valves they sell that if you put them in your gas line, beer shouldn't go to your regulator. So that should help you next time. There's, right. like, it looks like a little plastic like nipple thing. You just stick it in cool. there. Gas goes one way. Beer doesn't go the other way. Makes sense. Right. Makes sense for plumbing. I should probably make sure. <laughs> right, right. So I'm drinking um, a brewery I've never heard of, Tall Tales Brewing Company. And uh, they are out of Maryland, I believe. Parsonsburg, Maryland, Tall Tales Brewing Company. This is called On Wednesday, We Drink Beer, even though it's Thursday. Um, I got this because of the date. It was a fr- one of the fresher ones at the beer store, and uh, I thought it was a kind of a cool can. It's pink and it's got like uh, the creepy cutout letters. Uh, Mr. Steve, I think when I showed this to you earlier, you thought that it may be... Um, it's Mean Girls. Mean Girls related. Yeah, girls. Mean Girls related. Yeah. Yeah, they've got some, uh, you know, some drawings and stuff on there. On Wednesday, we wear pink. 
That's what the I'm, line is from the movie. I, I'm I'm not uh, uh, afraid to say that that's a good movie. I like that movie a lot. I think that's it's a great line. movie. That's a very good movie. Yeah, it's very good. Very good. Back before that chick got all uh, crazy and not hot. <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, my, my wife had one earlier and she goes, ah, shit, I, I, I switched to something else because I really didn't like that beer. So I, I really wasn't like super excited for it. Um, but maybe that did it some justice because uh, it's tasting delicious right now. It's um, it's definitely a little hazy, but it's coming off a bit bitter up front. So the bitterness kind of it's almost a tad unbalanced because it's so bitter and then a little juicy and smooth on the back end. And there's something in the middle that's missing. Um, but but other than that, I mean, all the flavors and stuff are on point. So I'm really enjoying it. It's it's it tastes delicious. Um, but I could see her point where it's 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 not as juicy as you'd probably like for a New England IPA. And there is just like something tadly unbalanced about it. Other than that, flavors are on point. I'm digging it. Nice, Sounds delicious. The can is cool. I, I opened up my uh, my second one here. I got the uh, the beer of the moment. If you're on the breweries and PA <laughs> site, is it, is it a new trail? The uh, new trail Levante collab, uh, pointing north. That shit is banger. It's. I mean, it's. If you're in the hazies, you're in the doubles. This is going to be right up your alley. Is it super clean? It's not clean at all. It is the exact opposite of clean. We talked about that, right, Taylor? Did yeah, we have yeah, the clean discussion? That's why I said it, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you can't. Yeah, he ain't paying for that. You're not Neutral. reading anything through that beer. Neutral does hazies. This. They're, they're just so good at it. Well, they're, they're kicking them out. They can distribute them. Uh, they're doing yeah. mass quantities. They're easy to get. What I what I meant by clean was totally I I was unaware that clean is a beer is an actual beer term. I was talking about it tastes so clean. It's like a refreshing and that's like what I was trying to relay and, and not not realizing that I was totally uh just shitting on his beer right to his face. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jim. I don't think that was the case. I no, think no, no, he was I just know. trying to say like Levante playing. can make clear beers too. You I'm know, just our, kidding. Yeah. And I had no idea know. what he was talking about. I was like, yeah, yeah cool. All right, cool. I'm, I'm proud of you for that. It's, it sounds great. <laughs> I'm such a noob. <laughs> yeah, I got to um give a shout out to Fish. Um Fish made a dope meme this week. That had me cracking up when we were talking about East Branch. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. That was funny as shit. Oh, Fish, <laughs> Fish made that? That's great. That's great. I don't want to, like, um, say too much, but, I mean, East Branch went out of their way uh, to make sure that I got a beer delivery for Nathan, uh, my brother. He he's he lives in New York. When he comes down, he loves Alluvium. He loves a lot of their beers, their Bach, and um, I was trying to make sure he could get some on his birthday, and uh, they went out of their way to make sure that I could, you know, get my stuff picked up, and um, I mean, I don't know. Those guys are just fantastic, but um, of course, the, the beers are fantastic. I love them. The food's amazing. I love everything about that place, but they just also go above and beyond for customer service and, and everything. So I was trying to give them a little bit of love back. And then, um, you know, we got the meme born of it. And uh, I mean, I'll say this as a, as a brewer, man, uh, East branch makes like world-class beer. Like anytime I'm home in downtown, I go to like Leone's pizza and I go to East branch, you know, <laughs> and I load up, I saw one of the comments was like, what kind of beer does a brewer have on tap at his house? One of them's East Branch, you know, not all the time, but uh, yeah, East Branch Pilsner. I've definitely had that on draft at my house. They, you know, load up on cans. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting because I'm hearing that a lot. Um, you know, I've heard that um, Gene from Tired Hands is a huge East Branch fan, and he's real tight with those guys, obviously, but like. He's always got their pilsners and lagers on tap at home. And um, I think that what I'm finding out is that a lot of brewers appreciate that. And, and that's like that, that 
that gap that, that I'd love to figure out how to bridge because brewers love those clean styles, those beers that aren't easy, that take longer, that you can't hide things with a bunch of hops and a bunch of dry hopping and things like that. And, and brewers love a good style like that. And when you find a brewery that does them, I just wish that the common person would appreciate them um, as much as a lot of the people that are deep into craft beer do, you know, everybody goes crazy for the hazies and, and that, and, and not to knock that because I mean, what a fantastic business model that may be the thing that bridges that gap that people that love drinking, um, you know, orange crushes in the summer and um, you know, all, all the traditional stuff that the, the seltzers and, and all that, um, they find a good hazy New England IPA that's super juicy, low IBU, and can crush them and and, and appreciate the flavor profiles. Um, that may be the thing that that brings them over to the uh, to the Pilsner side eventually, um, gets them into craft beer, and and the way that you see these breweries cranking out these hazy beers and, and people just buying them, you can't knock that. That's a great business model. Good, you know, good for them, and and I love them. I love them. I do. But I just wish for somehow that people would start to appreciate these uh, more difficult styles, these traditional styles, the lagers, the pilsners, the coaches. I, I don't I don't I'm just saying this now, but I don't know how many breweries do those styles, let alone how many do them really well. You know, because like you said, the business models, hazies and I love hazies, you know, Um so not a lot of breweries brew those styles. And then for those who are, you know, out of practice or whatever, you know, like you said, they're not easy styles to make. So when you find an East branch, when you find I'm biased, but a port city, you know, that makes good loggers, um, I jump all over them, you know, but. I, I have a hard time understanding for sure. What, what's a beer, that that sells easy because to me i would think if most people are used to coors light miller light bud light that your pilsners your lagers your colches should be an easy sell for somebody and move quickly because the average person would drink them but is that not the type of person that's coming into a craft beer bar do they avoid those places and go to their dive bar to their restaurant and get those macros that are that they just always have you know the the five or six varieties um you know or when people pull up to a craft beer place or to a brewery do they usually always go for the ipa i i think with regards to the the macro lager drinker it comes down to like probably like three things like one is uh habit and culture you know that's what i drink that's what i do you know i drink bud i drink miller i drink course um the other thing is probably like maybe price you know miller course it's less expensive than your craft sure. uh and then thirdly it's this weird like um what's the word like uh kind of like this anti-bougie um you know, you have, you have, like, I have a, I have an uncle who only drinks Coors Light. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you drink craft, you're, you know, you're some soft liberal. You drink craft beer, sure. you know. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, yeah. And I get that. We, uh, he came to visit, I don't know, a year ago. We had dinner. You know, I had my IPA. He had his Coors Light. And at the end of the meal, I was like, hey, you know, there's a little beer bar down the street. We want to grab one. He's like, all right. I'll let you pick me out something like, you know, I don't like this fancy stuff, but you know, beer's beer or whatever, you know? Yeah, so right. he was drinking like Allagash white, you know? Yeah. Great beer. Love Allagash white. And you know, he's having a couple and he goes, what, what are you drinking? And I said, uh, I'm drinking a grisette. He's like, what's a grisette? I was like, well, it's a, it's a style that um, it's a Belgian style that uh, Belgians and uh, coal miners used to drink. He's like, whoa, 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 I don't want to hear any of this fancy stuff. And I was like, hey, man, you know what beer is? You know what mining coal is? That's what these guys drank, okay? Don't get all up on your high horse and uh, your fancy beer, you know? It's just beer, you know? So, you know, there's this – you kind of got to just get over it and know that beer is beer, you know? 
it's not just because it, you know you're not used to it just because it's not you know bud miller Coors doesn't mean it's not still just beer you know it's funny so, man. i've 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 got the allagash white thing a lot um when i was just starting to get into beer um if anybody's a craft beer fan and been to massachusetts uh, if you haven't been i highly recommend it armsby abbey one of my favorite establishments they always have a bunch of hill farmstead on they've got a fantastic tap list um worcester is kind of it's spelled worcester i called it worcester like uh you know a, a true american would but uh those people up in boston call it worcester worcester <laughs> So it's kind of in between like Treehouse and Boston, right? There's uh, there's Worcester, and um, so so I went there early on into my craft beer game, and I'm like, I'm not sure what I like. I like drinking Blue Moons. I like this and that, and they go uh, Allagash White for you. I remember going to a bunch of places, craft beer places, and I'm like, I'm not sure. What do you recommend? And they're just like Allagash White, and I do not like it. Never have. I don't know if I ever will. I haven't had it in a long time because, like, there's probably something about that wit beer type. Uh, it's a wit beer, right? What is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something about that style that's a little funky to me that that hits my palate in a weird way that I don't like. Uh, tastes like a dish rag, hmm. like to me personally. Uh, but a lot of people like it, and um, and that one doesn't do it for me. But but I got that a lot as I was trying to get into it. Ho Garden, the same thing. Yeah, I don't like yeah. that either. Um, At Port City, uh, Half Hour Sales is Optimal Wit, which is a Belgian white ale. That's half the beer we make. You know, people wow. people love it. Yeah, yeah. But I, yeah. See it. I get it. It's interesting though. But that's what I'm wondering: is if somebody actually ends up showing up at a brewery. That's interesting to know. Half of it is is wit beer, half of it's something lighter, or do they just go like, give me what you would drink, or give me like the crazy IPA? Um, that that's that interesting dynamic. Like I I just I just assumed that the lager was the easy sell, but um, maybe people if they get into a craft beer bar are going to try something a little bit more exotic, maybe. Yeah, because I think they need to. Yeah. But it's become a cool thing. I mean, I, I think Mr. Steve's the one that brought it to my attention or, or that kind of suggested the ideas. Like, you know, start out with a lager, a pilsner. When you go to a restaurant, when you go to a brewery, order that first. Do, do that before you, you know, wreck your palate with some hops or whatever else you might be drinking. And, um, you know, test that out, see how you like that, and then move on to – the hazy or the IPA that you've been really wanting to try. And part of that was just me seeing that all I was drinking was IPA. That's all I was drinking. And I said, you know what? I want to broaden my horizons. I want to get away from just doing the IPAs. And through the process of making sure I order a lager first, I began to appreciate the different lagers and be able to differentiate good from bad. And that kind of helped me educate myself by just, throw myself out there and saying, I got, I'm going to try these loggers. I'm going to try these pilsners. And now I tend to gravitate towards them. Agree. Agree completely. And I like, you know, I love looking at, I brought up port cities, uh, tap list, you know, you got the Belgian, you got the gold nail pilsner, the Euro lager, pale IPA, uh, the Porter, the Belgian Stronghold, and the Weizenbach. There's such a variety there. Yeah. I hate it when I see 8 out of 10 IPAs now. It drives me insane. Like, I don't understand as a brewery how you only do that. So to see that kind of variety, just it makes my heart happy. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I, I listen. You know, I love IPAs. I've been drinking IPAs my whole life. But, uh, yeah, you know. Can't just drink IPAs. You gotta try something else. So, I I named my dog IPA. My dog's name is Pippa. <laughs> yeah, so right. I know. <laughs> but it's amazing. There's more to life than there's more to life than just IPAs. But I mean, like I said, on, on that two tap kegerator, I got an IPA all the time, and then I got a nice, you know, crispy lager. You know, right now it's the tamale. Yeah, crispy boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So. um, 
I've been exploring Delaware quite a bit over the past uh, few weeks, and um, I've been to a lot of breweries down here. And I went to Dogfish Head. I went to um, Crooked Hammock. I went to Dewey. Dewey's fantastic. Dewey's probably at the top of the list right now. Um, I was texting with uh, with Dunn from Fan Brewing um, the other day, and I think he's on point. And, and I should probably bring some back for Taylor. The the kettle sours are probably, you know, top top tier better than anybody else out there uh, but their ipas are fantastic all the beers fantastic but the food is too um last night i checked out a place called big oyster and uh taylor you actually brought a big oyster on the show a couple weeks ago marley the sour which i did have and is fantastic mm-hmm. um their, their hazy ipas are pretty decent nothing crazy but this beer here is called hammerhead this is a west coast ipa 6.4 um this might be one of the best beers i've found down here um when you go to the beer store there's it, not as good of a selection as you get in pa um you know it's it just it's just not as good and stuff that's on the shelf has been there for a while um this is probably one of the most well-balanced beers that i've had in a long time it's clean um as far as the the color it's, it's nice and clear but uh but man is it fantastic i'll have to bring some back but i don't know maybe we can get i mean if you got marley i, I guess we're getting big oyster in pa i don't know i don't know i don't i i saw the marley get it? i saw the marley at thorndale okay. beverage Okay, and I thought I—I I think I saw it at Exton as well, but I don't—I don't recall seeing it recently. Anyway, maybe it was like it's- more of a summer thing, but it was really good—the Marley stuff. I got some for my birthday. Uh, Harmon got me a four pack for my birthday. That's where I had yeah, it the Dan, first time. Dan Harmon. Yes, sir. <laughs> Dan Harmon. Tell Dan Harmon I said hello. I will. I will. <laughs> Came through with some some Marley beers and some Marley trees for my birthday. <laughs> what, like a bonsai tree? What kind, exactly, a exactly. Tree? A bonsai, it was a, it was a exactly what it is. I, I water it every night before I go to sleep. You roll it up nice Mike and back tight on. in a blanket. Yeah, just nice and tight. Mike from Slip Pot Bonsai. Um, he's always engaged and commenting on stuff and um liking and and sending messages and stuff like that so we should get him back on i gotta talk i gotta talk to him i we brought our bonsais inside because it's so cold yeah and they're like dropping leaves like crazy so i gotta i gotta figure out if i got a problem with my bonsai or not i need a bonsai doctor you gotta get to the bottom of that i'm worried tom densmore you know tom tom densmore is a good man he's uh is he Oh, he's one of the top physicists in the country. No, uh, he teaches uh, high school physics in Westchester. He's my cousin, okay. and I love him dearly. <laughs> what up, Tom? Tom? How you doing, Tom? Up, Tom? Thanks for coming on, Tom. Thanks for educating our youth because that's one of the most important things. They need it. <laughs> need it bad. Um, so... As much as I'm excited that you guys are here, I did try to get another guest on prior, which was um, Run the Jewels. And uh, Run the Jewels was not available to be on the show. Yeah, <laughs> but I was super excited to see they're doing a, a beer collab. So, Taylor, do you know what Cyberpunk is? It's a, it's a video it's a game, video right? game that's getting ready to come out uh, whenever they and decide Ron to the release Run the Jewels it. either did the soundtrack or they're part of it, but they're doing the Cyberpunk Run the Jewels beer collab, and they're collabing with a bunch of breweries across the country, one of them being our boy uh, Marcus from Weathered Souls in Texas. Yeah. He's one of the people involved. But um, I was really excited to see that. And it's interesting that, like, I read an article about Run the Jewels and them doing beer collabs and, you know, how they feel like the two mesh that people that are craft beer fans are also potentially a fan of Run the Jewels and there's some kind of uh, synergies there. 
uh, as far as the you know the style of things that they're into or appreciating well-crafted beer music whatever um that may be a journalist reaching a little bit i don't know run the jewels is so important in so many aspects of life whether it's beer music pop culture um i urge people to go listen to run the jewels for it is my clear-cut album of the year um there isn't anything that has come out that i've heard cover to cover that has captivated me as much as run the jewels for uh and if you listen to the album and you like it go look up on youtube um uh, Holy Kalama vote. They did a, uh, a a live whole concert of the whole album uh, in order to get people to register to vote uh, like last month or something like that. They did it on, on Adult Swim, and it was absolutely fantastic. Um, go check them out. Run the jewels. <laughs> Very important. Killer Mike no. is uh, is incredible. So is LP. They are fantastic. Um, if they anybody, don't, they don't pay us. They, they do don't pay us. us. They don't pay us. If anybody uh, knows them or has their number, please text them and tell them I'm very disappointed that they did not show up. <laughs> They're supposed to be here. I'll let them know. Multiple <laughs> messages were left and uh, Facebook messages and Instagram message se- messages sent. Probably on acid. Um, what would Taylor do if Run the Jewels popped up on one of these screens? I, I wouldn't tell him. I'd probably just like. No, you can't. Like, he would lose his effing mind. I would just Let bring them on screen. <laughs> That's probably what you would do. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, my God. (laughs) He'd be yelling for Jackie. He'd be like, Jackie, come see. I'm going to put in my butt and twist it. (laughs) All kinds of shit. I do. Yo, shout out um, Lauren Van Dyke Mathery because she said this is like a high school reunion she didn't get invited to. (laughs) She messaged on the, uh, not in the chat, but on the, uh, the Facebook post. Oh, shout out. But, uh, oh, oh. Here, oh, turn that shit phone. down, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna Silence. Phone alone. Yeah, so uh, cheers for the week. Do you want to get into it? Yeah. We're, we're running out of time. For my yeah. portion. You guys can keep for on going. For your portion. Yeah, we'll yeah, keep yeah. going after you're done. Yeah. Um, do you want to start, Taylor? Because I feel like yours is... Uh... Well, I'll just keep it short and sweet. Um, uh, lost a friend this week. Chris Abood, uh, Devin's real good friends with him as well. Uh, it's a real shame. My thoughts are with his wife, Courtney. Uh, John, you and me grew up with Courtney. Um, I remember when she first got her driver's license and had a <laughs> conniption fit because she couldn't figure out how to put gas in her car. Um, like, that's how long we've all been in each other's lives. Yeah. And um, it's just a real shame, man. And, um, yeah, so cheers to Chris and everybody who knew him, everybody who loved him. Uh, cheers to you guys. Host of the week. Yeah, I got to piggyback off that a little bit because I didn't know Chris that well, but of course, like you said, we knew Courtney for a long time. Chris is a great and, guy. And a lot of our friends um, that, that I am closer with are close with them and that family, and uh, it was definitely heartbreaking this week. So, um, you know, cheers to, uh, you know, toast to everybody that, that was close to, to that family and to Chris. Uh, sorry for your loss, man. But um, I hate doing this because it's like we keep doing these. This, this toast of the week was supposed to be like this cool segment and terrible shit keeps happening. Um, I mean, you know, the dog, it's a, Chris, it's, whatever. But I mean, it's a moment to recognize, you know? Yeah, that's, that's what it is. That's what it is. So, and, and- um and it can be anything. If it's heavy, if it's lighthearted, mine this week is a toast to the greatest holiday that's coming up next week. It's Thanksgiving time. <laughs> if anybody wants to get into a argument with me about the better holiday, and I can tell you why you're wrong, it's Thanksgiving <laughs> You don't have to buy any presents. You don't have to worry about disappointing anybody. So true. You usually only have to travel to one spot. You got food. You got football. You got beer releasing on Wednesday. You got beer releasing on Friday. It's the GOAT holiday Thanksgiving to Thanksgiving. (laughs) Well done, Mr. Steve. Wow. Way to turn it around there, Mr. Steve. 
<laughs> do what I do. It's what I do. You do a great job. But I feel like this segment show, would be different if like the Eagles were good this year or like there was something to be happy about or like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. just <laughs> this is where was, we're at. I was hold on a second. I was gonna toast COVID for getting to JJ Ortega Whiteside, but I decided against it. <laughs> the only thing he has caught this year has been COVID. I, was, <laughs> I stayed away. Oh, that's awesome. Before we end the show, I want to give a shout out to Ryan again. Um, Fueled by Hops, the Cheers Yens uh, Fest. I, I posted the link again in the chat, but I'll make sure I post it again. I think it's fantastic what you're doing for your local breweries and, and, and breweries all over. Um, where you can help them out and get people more engaged. So um, keep doing what you're doing because between everything, the podcast, the, the, the group, the blog, the festival, you're doing great things for the industry. And, and I think that's what we're all here to do, um, you know, help support it. Uh, all the stuff that brings us joy, we're trying our best to give it back. So keep doing what you're doing. And, uh, that, and thank man. you so much for uh, for hanging out and being a part of the, yeah, um, yeah, thanks for having the me. conversation, bringing more content. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Harahan, if you're willing, um, we're definitely going to hang out probably for another half hour. I'm sure Taylor's going to get off, but we do have to end the official recording of, uh, of might be bruised that gets released on the podcast. So, um, there's the music. John, thank you for hanging out with us. I appreciate you, buddy. Listen, if you guys took the time to hang out with us, to comment on the Facebook Live, to listen to us on your favorite podcast platform, whatever it might be, you took us with us, you, you took us with you on the way to work. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Uh, make sure you check out the website, mbnnetwork.com. It's never been easier to find your favorite podcast. Also, um, please consider supporting us, patreon.com slash mbnnetwork, and also our sponsor, you know me as cbd.com. Uh, E-U-N-O-M-I-I-C-B-D.com. Um, use promo code MBN, get 20% off and some free stuff. Um, I've been taking the CBD gummy peach rings every night before I go to sleep. I sleep like a baby. They're fantastic. Um, so make sure you get, check them out. But if you took the time to check us out, we can't tell you how much we appreciate you. We'll be back in two weeks and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Cheers.